Mine's a little, not a thought. I'm your host, Siona. Hope you've had a lovely week. It's the competition result today, but to know who the winners are, you would have to wait until the end. As of today, like many of you, I've been at home and schooling online for many months now. Have you ever thought what the prominence of school is? I miss meeting new people and all the experiences attending school gives us. How do you think school plays an important role? Are there advantages of having online classes at home? I've pulled in all my questions and approached Mrs. Manisha Shashiraj Shetty, the Vice Principal of Industry House School here in Bengaluru. She's always thrilled of teaching and loves the moulding of little minds in the process and so has kindly agreed to answer all of my questions today. She started her career as a lecturer and realised her heart was in teaching children like us. So she added B.Ed. to her already existing MSc. in Home Science to qualify for the role. She's been teaching for 23 years, donned many hats at her school, like preschool coordinator and English coordinator, also staff in charge of student council. Today, apart from being the vice principal, she is also the section head for middle school. All this besides teaching children like us. I wonder how she does that. Welcome to my show, Mrs. Manisha. I deeply appreciate you taking time for this. Especially with the teaching challenges Corona has brought in. Hope you are doing well. Hello, Siona. It is such a pleasure for me to be on your podcast today. I am really looking forward to chatting with you. Yes, sure am I. Okay, let's move on to our first question. What is the importance of school in education? I have a simple answer for you, Siona. You go to school to learn. You know what? It can be argued that in the information age that we live in, you can very well learn from the internet reading newspapers or watching educational shows on television. You can even learn from your parents. So why do you need school? To transform that information into useful knowledge, you do need subject experts. You need professionals, teachers who can give you a deeper awareness and understanding of the information you have. Schools have structured academic programs through which you learn not just the three R's, which are essentially reading, writing, and arithmetic, but you learn how to apply that knowledge to solve problems. You learn new ways of thinking, to be creative, to be innovative. School also teaches you necessary life skills like better communication, leadership skills, tech skills. The list just goes on. On another note, schools also conduct uh, regular tests and exams. And these are essential to measure students' academic progress. It helps identify their learning gaps. So then these are quickly addressed by the teachers. Moreover, Siona, school is like a mini community. I'm sure you'll agree with me, where you meet children from so many different backgrounds. You're exposed to so many influences. 
So you learn social skills, you learn how to interact with them, you learn to be empathetic, you respect one another's differences, yet magically you come together as a team. You learn to collaborate with them, work and play together. How can you do all this at home, Siona? And not to forget, schools also bring out the competitive spirit in you. And this is done through sports, team games, literary events, cultural events. And these are things that students really look forward to. At school, you also get an opportunity to develop your talents. It helps to shape your personality. It makes you so much more confident, like I can see with you actually airing a podcast. I'm sure that has partly to do with your school. So to, a school does actually prepare you for life. So if you don't go to school, you lose out on so much. Yeah, that makes me think more about why school is so important for me. Why is uniform needed? Can we not be allowed any dress we want? Siona, the best way to get students to feel at one with their school is to have them wear the school colours when they are at school or representing it at any forum outside. A school uniform is like a badge of pride. It gives children a sense of identity with the school and its culture. They understand that they are part of a larger picture. Also, it gives you a sense of discipline because when you're wearing a school uniform, you are less inclined to break rules. And when all students wear uniform, irrespective of their gender or their background, there is equality. There is less likelihood of teachers or peers treating you differently. And don't you think there's less distraction when you wear your school uniform? You can focus more on schoolwork. A uniform is also useful because it helps teachers identify students, both on the campus as well as when they're taken outside, like it often happens. Kids are taken out on field trips, picnics and competitions. There are very few chances of a student getting lost if you're in your school uniform. And that, believe me, can be a horrifying thought to both the teacher and the student, don't you think? Yeah. And, uh, today, you know, uniform styles have evolved from the rigid formal look that was prevalent in the past to designs that are distinctive to the school, yet so comfortable to the student. So the focus today in uniforms is the comfort of the student. So one really doesn't have any cause to complain. And you know what the best reason that you must wear your school uniform is? You don't have to waste your time staring at your clothes every morning, trying to decide what to wear. Don't you see so many merits in school uniforms, Siona? Yeah. Yeah, there are some days that this uniform code can be relaxed. I'm sure many schools do allow students to wear clothes of their choice on special occasions. It could be birthdays, it could be children's day, or there could be some fests or probably on a Saturday when there are fun classes. So each school has their own set of rules where uniform is concerned. But by and large, I think a uniform is essential for school children. Yeah, very essential. I agree yes. that getting lost is a horrifying thought for both teachers and children. Precisely. Do you like your school uniform, Siona? Well, I haven't got it yet. So you I haven't got it yet. Okay, yes. Because of the online classes, I think most students are now in their homeware, right? They're allowed yeah. to wear colored clothes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, they took my measurement a few months ago, but never gave it to me. 
Okay. Why do schools emphasize on behavior and discipline? Let me now ask you a question, Siona. Would you be comfortable or feel safe or enjoy learning in a classroom filled with bullies? No way. Yes. It's it's a very disturbing thought, right, to be in a classroom where you don't feel safe. So students need an environment where they feel safe and happy. It is in such a safe and positive learning environment that learning can happen. So discipline is just a way to teach children to follow rules and correct their misbehavior if any. And that I think is the first thing that teachers must establish in classrooms if they want any learning to happen. Now just picture a scenario where you have a teacher conducting a class. Okay? And you have a couple of students who are chatting amongst themselves. Some of them are chewing gum. blowing bubbles one is hooting another one is walking around the classroom and some others are tossing paper balls at each other would you like to be part of that classroom no way it looks so messy and noisy and i would just be like um oh my gosh i don't want to learn in this class cuz i can't even hear the teacher in the first place exactly it becomes very difficult for students like you to concentrate on what the teacher is saying if some students display poor behavior because like you said the class becomes chaotic learning will be disrupted the teacher is stressed and finally who benefits no one so i think school should strive to create an environment which encourages and uh, applauds or reinforces good behavior in students but it should also have appropriate consequences for poor behavior and please remember that punishment is different from a consequence punishment is negative discipline and it serves to hurt and it is unproductive but consequence is a result of behavior and the aim is to make children feel that they can make positive behavioral choices and you know you will be very surprised to learn that most students prefer to be in a school where behavior is taken seriously you know unlike what most people think children like structure they like clear boundaries within which to operate it gives them a sense of comfort and security because they know what's expected of them and they learn to take responsibility for their own behavior and most students are happy to abide by school rules which are fair which are consistent and don't keep changing every day and where the consequences are proportionate to the misbehavior in fact i think a good idea would be to involve students in creating certain golden rules in classrooms because this will instill in them the urge to follow the rules to comply with those rules okay so students involved in creating rules will definitely think twice before breaking them and at the end of the day i think the endeavor of every school is to inculcate strong values and self discipline in all its students okay because this is something that's going to hold in hold the students in good stead throughout their life so i would say that it's little wonder that schools do lay strong emphasis on student behavior and discipline yeah so like most of us have online classes now what's the best part of it would you like to give us some advice on how us kids can make it easier for you people as teachers yes sure siona see when we started out in march this year when the pandemic broke out there was a lot of apprehension about how would online classes 
unfold? How would they develop? But today, when we look back, I can see a lot of perks in these classes because you you know you, all students have a choice of their own learning environment, which is within the comfort of their home. They don't have to commute to school, so that means you spend less time on traveling. There is so much less stress because there is less rush in the mornings. Moreover, when you study online, you get more self motivated and you learn to manage your time well. You become more independent and responsible for your own learning. You know, uh, it's easy for minds to wander during a class, Siona, but in an online scenario, there is a perk. You can revisit and review the content for every subject that is taught. Okay, so it's so much easier for kids who don't enjoy sitting in one place for too long. They can keep looking at the content whenever they are free and digest pieces of that con- content at their own convenience. Now, moving on to the next part of what you just asked me, I definitely have some advice for students on how to help their teachers conduct better classes. See, it's not been easy for either teachers or students to make a shift to online learning. Do you agree with me, Siona? Was it easy for you to make that shift? Yeah, kind of. But it felt just yeah, it, a bit different. Right. It was difficult. So it was, it is the same for teachers because teachers spend a lot of times, you know, preparing quality materials. And if that is not uh, looked at by the students or their, their efforts are not um, made worthwhile, it is a sad scenario. So I think what students can do is, you know, first try by managing their time well. It's important that you have a schedule for yourself where asynchronous online classes are concerned. If you don't log in regularly, you'll miss out on so many things, study materials which are prepared by your teachers, probably assignments, grades, feedback, so many other things. So it also means if you don't look at the materials that are sent to you by your teachers, you will be on the back foot when they conduct the face-to-face sessions via Zoom or Google Hangout or whatever forum the school has chosen, right? So uh, in this way, you find that you're not you're not a part of the class and your teacher also doesn't feel that her efforts have been worthwhile. There's another aspect here. What can you do to help your teacher during the face-to-face classes, right? What kind of classes do you have at your school, Siona? Are they all face-to-face or do you have the asynchronous method too? I we have face to face and normally they record it and then they send it on uh, the Google Classroom so so children who are absent can just watch it again. When it comes to face to face classes, let me give you a few pointers on what you could do to help your teacher. First, find a quiet place where there are no family members moving around because this is going to cause distraction to your teacher and your classmates. Be organized just like a real-time scenario. Keep all your books and materials ready. Have a high-speed internet connection. This is simply so that you avoid getting disconnected from the virtual class and rejoining every now and then. And that can be quite disturbing to the teacher, don't you think? Then you need to log into your class a few minutes early again to take care of certain connectivity issues so that you ensure that you don't lose out on anything. Your teacher doesn't have to keep repeating whatever she's been teaching. Ensure you use the mute option 
because when you mute yourself during class, you shut out all kinds of noise and the class can be conducted smoothly. I would also say, be an active participant. Ask questions. You will have a way to raise your hand even in the virtual classroom. So use it optimally, contribute to the discussion. Remember to ask your teacher to a permission to unmute yourself when you want to speak because everybody speaking together is just going to be very noisy. So, but there's one more thing, you know, no teacher likes to teach boxes on a screen, right? Which have, you know, boxes which have no faces. It would certainly help if you keep your video on when you have your online classes, because then a connection is established like we're doing right now. And the teacher feels far more, you know, uh, she feels like teaching to a class that has faces rather than boxes facing her. And so I think taking care of these little things would definitely help your teacher conduct a better class. Yeah. Well, one time, the teacher had told us of so much that every single person in the class had their mics muted. And then I went to the participant list and I looked and it was like, mute, 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 mute. Right, right. That mute, mute, mute is actually a wonderful option, right? Because when you have a class going on for 30 students or 40 students and everyone's unmuted and everyone's trying to say something, it's, it is definitely very distracting to the teacher. So the best option, mute yourself. And when you want to speak, raise your hand and speak. Yeah, true. Okay. Actually, in our class, one of the rules is that, like, if, you, if you've turned off your video without any technical issue, then um, you'll be marked absent. You know what, Siona? That's exactly what we do in our school too. If your video is off and you don't switch the video on when the teacher calls out your name, you will be marked absent. Right? This is, it's not really something to, you know, to put students off online learning. It is just a way for them to know, you know, for the teacher to know that the child is listening to the teacher who's speaking. Because when the video is off, you really don't know what's happening on the other side. Right? Yeah, it's not a very pleasant, like a teacher is just talking to a blank screen. Yeah, so that's the reason why we have the video on mandated at certain times during the class. Oh, that's why. I just love the conversation we're having with Mrs. Manisha. She's so full of ideas and sounds very convincing. If you're thinking my questions are done, nope, you're wrong. We will be continuing our conversation next Sunday. So, what now? Of course, the bit that all of you have been waiting for. It's results time for this month's competition. For this month, we conducted the competition Best Out of Waste. The intention behind this month's competition is that we have to be more conscious of what we are throwing out and think a second time on how we could reuse it. We've been fortunate enough to find a really nice judge this time. Her name is Boomy Faldu and hosts the Instagram account Best Out of Waste Official. She has done her master's in computer science and is currently a software engineer in Microsoft. 
She started sharing people's best out of waste creations in 2014. She has a Facebook page as well. Following are the two reasons why Boomi encourages people to take the best out of waste route. Reason one: She thinks people learn another perspective in waste things. They will try to convert them and get use out of it one more time before they consider it as waste and throw it in the dustbin. Reason two: She says, as we understand and learn more about recycling and upcycling, we understand more about reducing waste in general. We will learn more about alternatives for greener approaches in the future. I totally do agree with Boomi. Thank you so much for being our judge this month, friends. Please do follow her on Instagram and Facebook with the account Best Out of Waste Official. She has beautiful things displayed. So the winner of this month's competition is Shafali and Sayali. Congratulations! The lantern you made won because the judge thought you made the most out of the box, and that's out of the box thinking, according to her. Well done! You're definitely in for a surprise because this month the prize is being sponsored by Wavy Games. Wavy Games is a unique experience with board games. These were designed by Miss Mrs. Lalantika Polamada, aged seventy-five years, to make children move away from electronic devices like mobile, TV, etc. They're suitable for the entire family to play together. I've played with them myself and love them. I'm sure you'll enjoy them too. They have games like Veda Prapti, Housey or Bingo type kind of game with 108 names from our epics, or Yuga Smriti, memory card games, etc. Congratulations again, friends! If you'd like to buy Veda games, contact Lalita on nine nine one six seven four. Five three four six. Wavy Games has a Facebook page as well. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Do tune in next Sunday to listen to the rest of my conversation with this lovely educationist or teacher, Mrs. Manisha Shashiraj Shetty. Do send your feedback to Siona at LittleMindChats.com and follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Thanks, Susan, for listening. Bye.